Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, final Super Tuesday edition of the broadcast for 2023. And we're going to get into a couple of this week. We're going to feature some of the most powerful uh, programs that we've aired during the course of the past year and also get into a couple of brand new ones. And then at the end of the year, the end of the week anyway, it's my annual visit with my lovely wife, Lisa, and we tell you what's been going on in our world. But uh, first up, though, one of the most popular programs we aired during 2023 was a program where I interviewed Pastor Alexander Pagani about his book called The Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold in the Bloodline. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one but two copies of the book we're giving away today. 800-227-5278-800-227-5278-800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Here now is part one of my conversation with Pastor Alexander Pagani on today's best of edition of The Bottom Line. Well, what exactly is a generational curse? Is that something that happened just in the Old Testament and now all of a sudden, you know, it's gone, we don't have to worry about it anymore? Or is this something that actually gets into our families, into our homes, into our lives even today? And uh, is there a way that we can break through them? Joining me today here on The Bottom Line Show is a man who has a brand new book on this topic. His name is Alexander Pagani, and his uh, book is called The Secrets to Generational Curses, which we have a link up at thebottomlineshow.com for as well. Alexander Pagani, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you for having me on, and I'm excited about talking about this topic. So let's flesh this out and let's see what the Lord has. Let's do that. And before we do, I just want to make mention for those who are watching on myhopenow.com. If you're not watching, on, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, you definitely need to go back to myhopenow.com when we're done, because you want to see Alexander's beard. It is epic. And this is, it's the best beard we've ever featured on the bottom line show. So I have to just put this out. Alexander Pagani is the founding uh, founder of Amazing Church in Bronx. He's an apostolic Bible teacher, has some insight onto the realm of demonic and generational curses. When did you realize, Alexander, that this was the gift that God had given you? Well, um, unfortunately, it was when I myself, as a pastor of a thriving church in the Bronx many years ago, I had a small, brief uh, addiction to pornography, and I was looking to get mm. that free, and I couldn't mm. find anybody that could help me through it, and counseling didn't work, not saying counseling doesn't work, uh, tried every other uh, venue or you know way or outreach to try to get free. It wasn't until I asked the Holy Spirit, and he said, the ministry of deliverance. So when I got free... I went on a campaign to help as many people get free, such as I did. Mm, I'm so glad to hear that because, and I appreciate you sharing that too, because we put so much pressure on pastors to be perfect. And when it finds, when it turns out that we have feet of clay, just like everybody else does, and you find yourself in a situation like that, where do you find help? And the fact that you were able to find it and now are helping others uh, to break these generational cur curses is so helpful. Uh, you, talk about epigenetics, if you will. What exactly is that? What, why is it important for us to understand? Well, epigenetics is a scientific discovery, which in the last 10 years, and you're listeners and viewers can go look this up where um, they have discovered that the cells in your body um, based on the human genome are receptors of information which means the histones in your cells tell what your dna to do once mm -hmm. you once your cells or your genes learn how to do it based on the information that's given to it then the genome doesn't need to keep repeating telling it what to do consistently over and over and over again well generational curses fits uh in that paradigm and interesting in that, in that worldview so what you find people are genetically predisposed not everyone but they are there is information in the bloodline that's transferred down from one generation to the next whether good or bad that people are 
uh, genetically predisposed to that pattern of behavior, waiting for the right conditions to either activate it or deactivate it. So yeah, mm. fascinating, fascinating. It, re it, it really is. I know some people who've wrestled, say, with alcohol addiction or whatever, and you look back at the family tree and say, well, wait a minute, you know, that acorn didn't fall too far from it because, right. you know, the uh, son had it dad had it, you know, whatever else, it just kind of goes on from there. And I realized just as you were sharing that, um, my sister's kind of a nut for ancestry.com. She can kind of trace our family tree, you know, yeah, but all, back to a certain level, but we just know names and birthdays. We don't know about generational curses. We don't know what kind of people these people were, um, you know, and so it, it's, it, I wonder how many people in the body of Christ right now have a generational curse that could potentially be activated. What what are the types of triggers? Are they all cultural? Are they all physical? Or is there a supernatural component to this? Well, I think um, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's a mixture or a buffet of all of those things. Uh, okay. Let me first and rightly say say this: uh, everything is not a generational curse, just like everything is not a demon. Mm -hmm. But there's never a moment uh, where the devil is not involved somewhere. And there's never a moment where things aren't, uh, uh, generational. You know, this is why even in God's name, um, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's generational, which means right. God, is, God is viewing uh, things from a generational, uh, perspective. This is why Jesus also said, you must be born again, which means there could be things that are genetically being passed down from the bloodline. I would say it would depend on the situation or the case that is at hand. Um, and when God reveals that this situation um, could be the result of a generational curse, and I think the believer should kind of follow that trail to get their ultimate freedom, at least in that area. Now, let me just throw this out there also for your viewers and listeners. This is not a salvation issue. You know, uh, we are saved by faith alone by Amen. Christ alone, through the word of God alone. But this is a renewing of your mind situation. I think this is the reason why Paul said, renew your mind. It's not just changing your thoughts. He is actually saying, reprogram the cells, the cells that are there, the, in, the that which receives information. And this is why James also says, when a person is tempted, do not say that being tempted by God, you're drawn away by your own lust. That word own lust is mm -hmm. epigenetics, which means it's yeah. actually there. It's yours. It's yours to you as an individual. It might not necessarily be to the next person. So we could kind of flesh that out. You got me excited. Yeah. You can see my passion. I'm already <laughs> excited. I feel like preaching right now. <laughs> I love it. Pastor Alexander Pagani is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, this brand new book is really catching a lot of people's attention. It's called The Secrets to Generational Curses. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we'll also link his previous book, The Secrets to Deliverance as well. Uh, take us through, I mean, can you use yourself as an example? I mean, you mentioned here you are a pastor of a thriving church and the porn addiction shows up. And it, was it something that was rekindled? I mean, uh, how deep do you want to go into this to kind of help us understand the difference between just general sin and a uh, generational curse. Well, it depends on how deep you want to go. I'm ready okay. to go there. I'm from the Bronx, so we're always <laughs> living in the in the ex, in the extremes. You know? Yeah, without, yeah. You know, without making it, you know, a long dragged out uh, story. I come from drug culture, which means my parents mm. are from the 1970s. You know, I've been saved in the gospel 30 years. I got saved in 1992 while serving Amen. nine years in prison. So, mm. at a very very early age, I am the direct result of drug gang culture. So, uh, my dad, who is now both my parents are saved, and I'm their pastor. They're members. Oh, of the that's church. wonderful. So that's an amazing testimonial yeah there. but my family were coming out of the era of the david wilkerson the david wilkerson mm -hmm. 
uh, era where uh, a gang and drug culture. Um, they had gotten saved, but then my dad and my parents, they backslid from the ways of the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and it was simply because uh, my dad loved the Lord, but he had uh, these uh, traits that were that hadn't been resolved in. So then here I am, I get, I'm born, my parents are, are divorced. And by the age of, and I just clearly remember when it started, I remember watching my parents do drugs, living gang life, you know, gang culture. And I remember making a promise, I'm never gonna do that. But at the age of 12, I drank uh, my first bottle of alcohol at the age of 12, mm. you know? Mm. And from there it started, you know, started me on a, on a journey that I couldn't. So I, what I hated, I ended up becoming. So at the age of 14, now I'm facing one year in juvenile detention. Mm. Wow. I come home and before the year is over, I'm now facing 21 years in prison. So here I am sitting in prison. Oh. Uh, my whole life is in prison. That's kind of like where I get saved. And maybe we could talk about that a little bit later, how yeah. my conversion experience. But it was there that I began to realize, you know, and even the, the brief moments where I was uh, in released in the street, that I was li literally living out the experience of my father. Now watch this. I become born again in prison. And about maybe two months into my uh, conversion experience with Christ, a demon speaks to me audibly mm. and says, and says this, I'm going to make you backslide like I did your father. Mm. That's wow. what came to my thoughts mm -hmm. and a uh, fear gripped me. And immediately within a couple of months after that, um, I got addicted, you know, to pornography. I still grew in ministry within the prison. I get released and I travel the East Coast sharing my, you know, my testimony of my prison experience. I get involved in ministry. Um, I get called to the pastorate. I'm pastoring. I inherit a church from the denomination that I was a part of. The church is thriving. The church is thriving. Um, and then this gets introduced, the cell phone gets introduced and modern technology gets introduced to the church and the spiritual climate of our church drastically changed. So we went wow. from thriving church to mostly all of the men in our church addicted to pornography. You know, oh, wow. I lived in a time where you had to go to a porn shop to look at pornography. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. pornography is coming to you on your cell phone. Right. So, um, so in my quest and trying to help uh, as a good shepherd should do, helping uh, our membership uh, get free from whatever it is, this, this, this new war that we were in, well, I got addicted myself. Mm. And because my wow. theology from Bible school didn't adhere to that a Christian could have a demon, oppressed, yes, but demon on the inside, no. I ended up preaching against the ministry of deliverance while having and needing, having a demon and needing and needing deliverance. So that's kind of wow. like where this thing was was headed. And then I knew, I, I consistently remember man, I'm actually living out what this demon told me. I am struggling. Mm -hmm. And around that time, my dad was, was backslidden at the time. I would try to bring up conversations about how it was as a Christian and why he backslid, and he evaded those questions. He was Interesting. always evading those questions. Mm -hmm. Now I kind of like know what happened or whatever the case may be. But that's when my journey began to at least maybe reconsider that a Christian could have a demon, not possessed or, and mm -hmm. own, but just needing deliverance, and that a Christian could maybe have a generational curse active there. And then, well, here we are. I wrote, I, I wrote a book on it. Yeah, yeah. I, but with this... What a powerful testimony. We need to take a quick break just so I can catch my breath here. I mean, Alexander <laughs> Pagani is my guest. Pastor Pagani is the author of a brand new book called The Secrets to Generational Curses. If you've never thought about this before, or maybe you've wondered 
why does it seem like my family's uh, quote unquote snake bit, you know, this type of situation, this book will help explain different types of curses, the difference between just a demonic possession and uh, not make, to make it ho-hum, but I mean, the, the fact that there is a difference between what happens when you are tormented by a demon versus actually being uh, into a generational curse, and then ways you can find deliverance and healing from that. We'll put a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friend. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and Happy, Happy New Year, year from all of us at Wilson Financial. Financial. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Pastor Alexander Pagani is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Fascinating new book. You've got to check it out. We've got it posted at thebottomlineshow.com. It's called The Secrets to Generational Curses. It's the follow-up to his book, The Secrets to Deliverance. And uh, Pastor Pagani, uh, Pastor, he mentioned in the Bronx, are you bummed this year that you're Bombers aren't in the playoffs. It's kind of a strange year for baseball <laughs> with no Yankees, right? I mean, you figured you guys would have base playoff baseball all around you right about now. Yeah, um, th that's unfortunate. That's the norm here out in the Bronx. But we've we've won so many World Series to last us a lifetime. So it's yeah. we're okay. <laughs> no, ge no generational curses with the Yankee franchise, at least not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's yet to be determined <laughs> <laughs> well we're talking not to make light of it but i know there are some sports franchises quite frankly that might get a copy of your book and say how do we bust this thing wide open uh, the, book, <laughs> the, the book the secrets of generational curses is up at the bottom line shed.com before the break uh pastor alexander was sharing with us uh his fascinating story of coming to faith uh being involved in that drug life that he was trying so hard to avoid that his parents got sucked up into and his dad had a you know, backsliding moment and pastor had one as well. Um, let, let's talk about you in the book. You talk about there are certain different degrees of disobedience and levels of uncleanness. I mean, help us categorize this because I'm sure there's some people are saying, you know, you hear this a lot. Well, they did this, but at least they didn't do that. You know, I mean, how do you, are they rankable, these different types of sins? Well, First John chapter 5 actually says yes. And I know that many of you viewers probably uh, have never heard that because we tend to categorize sin all in the same level. Now, yes, all unrighteousness is sin. That's what First John chapter 5 says. But then he says, there are sins that lead to death. Let me give you an example. So if I have an argument with my wife and the rapture happens at this exact moment when we're both arguing with each other, trust me, mm -hmm. both of us are going to make our way to heaven. Arguing our way to heaven, we both made the rapture. <laughs> Why? Because having an argument with your wife doesn't mean eternal damnation but if i commit adultery on my wife and the rapture happens now 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 i'm playing with fire and i'm playing russian mm. 
with mm-hmm. my soul. And that's that's a whole different ballgame. But this is what First John chapter 5 says. It says, it says, if any brother sees another brother committing a sin that doesn't lead to death, you shall pray and God will grant that person life to them that commit a sin that doesn't lead to death. Then the next verse says, and then there are sins that do lead to death. I'm not saying you should pray for that, which means there are d- different degrees of sin. This is why we have robbery in the first degree, robbery in the second degree, robbery in the third degree. The same is in scripture. This is why certain sins, God would literally take someone out and others he'd overlook. And that is predetermined on his own for counsel and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So there are five different degrees. And I talk about this in our book. You have violation and then you have sin. Then you have transgression. Then you have iniquity. And then you have abomination. Mm. The, first, the first two are redeemable. But once you start getting into uh, transgression, uh, unrepented over a long period of time gets into iniquity. Iniquity is now there's an altering of your DNA. This is why when God talks about iniquity, he's always talking about healing iniquity because this goes into epigenetic modification. Let me give you an example, yeah. uh, very concise, is let's say, you com- let's say you're a Christian who's committing the transgression of lying. Well, you're a Christian who's lying. Now, if you live long-term, lying without repenting, well, through epigenetic modification, you go from a Christian who's committing a lie to now you're a liar. Now Mm. you're a liar, Mm -hmm. which means now you don't need to be tempted by it you are genetically predisposed to that. And the Bible kind of like talks about the reprobate mind, seared conscience, a spirit of delusion. I really flesh that out. So yes, there are different degrees of sin, but I have great news. Jesus became the curse to break and sever every generational curse, whether first degree, second degree, third degree. You got to get my book to be able to flesh that out. But yes, there are different degrees of sin. And 1 John chapter chapter 5 talks about it. You know, I wonder, I'm talking with Pastor Alexander Bagani today here on The Bottom Line. His book is called The Secrets to Generational Curses, and we have a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com. When I think about the, uh, you know, the, the, the suffering, the death of Jesus on the cross, his blood being shed for us, and for the forgiveness of sin, oftentimes it does seem pretty transactional, doesn't it? We've sinned against God. Here's this whole laundry list. Here's the bill, if you will. Jesus right. paid the bill at the end. But as you're describing the five different types, right. you know, of this, the, the, these different degrees and different levels, begin to realize there's so much more to it than, than him just saying, put it on my tab. Right. I mean, it, talk about that. Well, I, I think it has to do with what I call, and I deal with this in the first chapter of my book, I think it's all about misinformation. We've been given misinformation concerning this topic. You know, a Christian can't have a generational curse. Then why do we attend funerals for other believers who have gone on to be with the Lord? If you sit here and say, well, it's the direct result of sin, then you've just proved my point. Who said Adam <laughs> sin? Well, isn't that a generational curse? So what does this mean? It means Jesus at the cross broke the power of sin, not the presence of sin. Just like Jesus at the cross broke the power of the curse, not the presence of curses. We are still going to be dealing with this up until he returns again and death is swallowed up in victory. Mm. John chapter one, verse seven says, if any man confess his sin, he is faithful, that's relationship, and Mm -hmm. just, that's legal, to forgive us of our sin, and most evangelicals stop there. We literally just stop at that point. 
It doesn't end there. It says, and to cleanse us of all oh, unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Wait a second. It didn't say that you committed unrighteousness. It says you committed a sin. Unrighteousness is the curse. So let me just kind of paraphrase it uh, without uh, being into eisegesis. And let me just read it to you so that to help you understand it. It just basically says this. Not only if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin as a result of his work on the cross, but not only that, but to cleanse you from the curse that actually empowers it. Now, here's where we still might still struggle with it because we'll say that's impossible. John wasn't talking to unbelievers. Right. The chapter opens up saying, I write unto you, dear children. It's talking to Christians. So yes, a Christian can have a generational curse that's there. It doesn't affect your salvation, but mm -hmm. it does need to be dealt with. And uh, the efficacy of Christ's work on the cross appropriated rightly. And then not only will you just be in an endless cycle of, forgive me, Lord, and then messing up, forgive me, Lord. No, he'll break the curse that's actually empowering it. Boy, Pastor Alexander Pagani is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. This is an amazing conversation. What a great concept. The Secrets to Generational Curses. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Just a couple minutes left in our time together, Pastor, but uh, you you leave us with some hope at the end of the book where you talk about some strategies to keeping the bloodline cleansed. And I know that that would have benefited you. You're young in the faith and you've got a generational curse that you didn't know about. And all of a sudden, you know, it manifests itself years later. What are some of the ways that you talk about, uh, maybe two of the more effective ways to keeping the bloodline cleansed in this way? Well, number one is uh, identifying it, truly mm -hmm. identifying it, all right? And not uh, miscategorizing it as a mistake. No, it's a sin. And not miscategorizing it as it's the work of the flesh. No, this might be a curse, all right? So it's actually uh, found, and this is how you identify it. Number one, if it can be crucified and the problem disappears, it was a flesh issue. But okay. if you crucify it and the problem persists, it's a demon. If you go through a deliverance session, um, after you've identified as a demon and the problem still persists, it's a generational curse. That's the mm. dichotomy. That's the threefold way of okay. doing it. But once you actually identify it, then now what I would have, I would say is this is intercession. The word intercession means to plea or to plea bargain. This is why Jesus said this kind doesn't come out, but by prayer and fasting, I would say number one, and the rest of you, you got to go get the book is once you identify that it's a curse, get into a season of intercession with fasting. Why? Because fasting deals with the bloodline issue. This is why the disciples asked and said, why couldn't we cast it out? He said, because this particular kind doesn't get resolved, but by prayer and fasting. So the answer is number one, you asked me for two. The answer number one is prayer, but the prayer is intercession plea okay. bargaining and number two is the fasting why because isaiah chapter 8 58 says it's not the fast that i've chosen to loose the bands of wickedness or the ropes which means the ropes within the bloodline that are keeping your house hold household bound Jesus wants to set you free for every person that's listening to me under the sound of my voice. There's hope. Seek him, intercede for him, and do a plea bargain with him because Jesus, your advocate, has already won the case for you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Alexander Pagani, The Secrets to Generational Curses. Thank you for sharing this insight with us. Thanks for the book, of course, which we've got up at thebottomlineshow.com and along with your book, The Secrets to Deliverance as well. Uh, God, God's richest blessings to you and your family, sir, as you continue to preach this message that will lead people to salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line.
Thank you for having me. And I want to encourage all of your viewers to follow me on YouTube and Facebook. That's where if you want to learn more about this topic. Thank you for having me on. Wow. Isn't that a powerful conversation? What a great resource too. the book, The Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold in the Bloodline by Pastor Alexander Bagani is up at thebottomlineshow.com. This is easily one of the most popular programs we aired during the year. We have a couple of copies of the book to give away today, and I'd love to place one in your hands. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, we'll take a quick break and come back with more in just a moment as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to Pastor Alexander Pagani for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. We revisited his conversation with me about his brand new book called The Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold in the Bloodline. And this is such a powerful resource. The first time we aired it, we were able to secure a couple more copies of the book. If you didn't get a chance to hear this interview the first time it was up or when we did play it and, uh, and you didn't get a chance to hear it then and call in, phone lines are open. <laughs> Give it your best shot. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Generational curses are real. Scripture tells us that we're not going to be bound by them, but you have to ask the question, at what point were they ever released? If you're especially a first generation or second generation Christian in your family, there's a good possibility that there's a generational curse that's holding something back from you and you have the power to, to resist it. I mean, take a look at Ephesians 3. God talks about exceeding abundantly far beyond what you've ever, you could ever ask or imagine that he'll do through you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. Are you willing to unleash that power through prayer, through the laying on of hands, through the petitioning God to say, break this generational curse to see the strongholds be released. I've, I've spoken with people, I've prayed over people, I've talked to people, I'm not a Pentecostal by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I've seen this happen and it can take place. And if you are feeling that pressure right now, if we're coming up here on the end of the year and maybe you came off a really great spiritual high because of Christmas and the Advent season and now the enemy is coming after you, remember the enemy, well, thieves don't break into homes that, don't, that have nothing of value in them. So you have a faith in Christ, you have a light that you want to share with others that the enemy will try to dissuade you from doing. Don't let him get away with it. This book will be a big help. Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold of the Bloodline by Pastor Alexander Pagani. We have two copies, not one, but two copies to give away at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, my good friend Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, joins me for our monthly conversation. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Stephanie Kovar understands that personal injury help is a uniquely Christian concept. Christians sometimes balk at using a personal injury attorney after an accident, but Paul said that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. When you've been injured, it's important that the responsible party makes your temple well again. And the idea of restitution for lost wages and medical care comes from Exodus 21 and 22, where God outlines the concept of consequences and restitution. That biblical concept says that a person liable for injuring another must replace what is lost as a matter of justice. Sometimes being made whole means being compensated, and Stephanie Cover will fight for your wholeness because it is the Christian thing to do. And she is refreshingly honest. So if she feels like she's not the right attorney or that there is no case, she'll be upfront with you about it. 
If you've been in an accident, find out at no cost if Stephanie can help you by going to kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. From the studios of KBRT in Southern California, the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, your host every weekday for The Bottom Line Show. Joined in studio, well, in our studios, I guess we should say, since we're in different parts of the country right now, uh, with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org is where you find them online. Greg Harris, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Oh, it's always so much fun and just so much joy to talk to with you about our partnership in ministry, about what God's up to. So thanks, Roger. Really, really excited to be with you. Well, for those who've been listening to KBRT since Crawford Broadcasting purchased the signal, made the switch to Christian teaching and talk format back in the early 1980s, right? 1980 and 81. Through the Bible is one of the first to come along board uh, here, along with Dr. Dobson and some of the other outstanding ministries. And we have a lot of legacy listeners, Greg, as you well know, and I'm sure hear from on a regular basis. And you know, it's amazing because we've seen what's been happening in the world in terms of, you know, cars are getting a lot more sophisticated with digital readouts and uh, digital distribution. There's been a big furor recently here in the States about whether or not AM radio is going to survive, you know, being installed yes. in cars, which is just, it, it. there are so many reasons. I understand the monetization of it, but there are so many reasons why it should still continue because it's a good public service for people. But it got yes. me thinking as we were preparing for this conversation today, the ministry of Through the Bible to so many people is still Dr. McGee at 12 noon on an AM radio somewhere. And yeah. I, and that's still true. I mean, on hundreds of stations across the country, on or about noon, I know that was his favorite time to be broadcasting, but you know, the different release times throughout the course of the day. But under your leadership, and I'll be the other guy who praises you so you don't have to pat yourself on the back, because every time I try to pat myself on the back, I, I hurt my neck. You know, I just, I, I strain a muscle or something <laughs> like that. So especially at my age. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah so um, patting you on the back for how you have stewarded the ministry and the assets of the ministry into the digital era. And we're going to talk about app technology today. Mm. And uh, especially in, in particular, one app in particular that has really got an international foothold. It's the app called WhatsApp. And I know some of our listeners might be saying, what's that? You know, as far as WhatsApp (laughs) goes, give us kind of a cursory introduction to WhatsApp and the relationship through the Bible has with it. Well, WhatsApp is probably one of the biggest uh, apps in the world. I think they have like, like 2 billion with a B, Mm. 2 billion users. Mm -hmm. It, it is, uh, it is, more familiar to international users than it is to us because we already had, you know, we have texting services and, uh, and we have FaceTime and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the rest of the world, it's a free app that's, they can make phone calls, they can form groups and they can share pictures and they can also share audio files. And so we have, uh, a partnership. Uh, WhatsApp is being used by a number of our ministry partners, but I want to hone in because the thing with Through the Bible is we're in 250 languages, over 250 languages around the world. We've got home groups. We have different digital platforms. We have tons of radio. We have satellite TV. I mean, it's it's really exploded, but I really want to focus in on this because it's such a cool Uh, use of the app. So what you can do in WhatsApp is you can form groups of, I I think it's something like 256 people. So you can, there's a maximum for each group. Uh, And this, uh, this young woman who was the daughter 
of the the man that used to lead Transworld Radio India many years ago was a dear dear friend of mine. His name was Emil Jebasing, and his daughter Shalini. She has a different last name because she's married now. But Shalini came to me and said, after my father died, he had thousands of contacts of cell phones of leaders, pastors uh, in India. And I want to do something with it. Would you help us take Dr. McGee in Tamil, which is one of the major southern Indian languages, and distribute it through WhatsApp? And I said, well, that's interesting. Let's try it. And oh, my goodness, Roger, uh, we've grown from just starting that little project to adding Arabic and then the English. Mm. And we now have over 20,000 people aggregated in groups of 250 incredible uh, and and the what's so awesome about this now just try to envision like envision your texting app and you say what is this you're talking about Greg? imagine if every day you get a link in the text app to the audio file to listen to through the bible that day and that becomes your quote-unquote your radio basically, Mm -hmm. and it's released every day. And then you're in a group with 250 other people. And while you're listening, you can send a text and go, wow, this really touched me. Or here's what's been going on in my life. Or would you pray for me? And so each of these 250 person groups, is like a little congregation. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. Greg Harris is with me from Through the Bible, the president and CEO of ttb.org. It's interesting you mentioned that, Greg, because looking at the statistics, what's happened here, at least in the American church, during the pandemic, pre and then post, there are different levels, as you're a numbers guy, of different churches in terms of sizes of churches. And the so-called family church, which is a membership of 100 or less, usually made up of you know eight to 10 family units and a few other friends, has become the dominant church in America. We always focus on the mega church, but like 90% of the churches in America are that small. So to yep. have a WhatsApp application where people can kind of form their own network, I'm looking at this saying, wow, that's a lot cheaper than buying a building, paying property <laughs> taxes, you know yep. what I mean? Doing all the maintenance and this, that, and the other thing is to take it virtually. And especially, I mean, maybe not exclusively for the states, but internationally, the possibilities seem em- endless on a on a an app that's being used by literally billions of people all around the world. Yeah, and 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 what we have to get to, there's so many great responses. You know, I, I always have more responses than we can get to, but I just yes. I, I've got to share some. May I, may I? Yes, please go right <laughs> okay. ahead. Go right all ahead. All right. So, and what's what you're gonna catch here is because it's digital, the footprint is the the world. It's not mm. a specific radio footprint. So here is from Gichunga in Sierra Leone, which is a country in Africa. Mm-hmm. It says, thank you for sending today's Through the Bible broadcast from Second Peter 2. On Sunday, I used this instruction to preach, and the church members were very pleased. It was a wonderful message to the church members. And what this highlights, Roger, is many of the thousands in these groups are pastors, mm. and many of them don't have any theological education. They don't have any commentaries and resources that they can easily access. And th- this is a lifeline for them to preach the word of God. They take doctor. We've been hearing this forever, you know, uh, through the radio. It's always been a dynamic where people, pastors that need the good teaching of Dr. McGee, take his messages, they internalize them, and then they preach them. And we mm. love that. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear, and I I love that when you talked about the digital footprint, as it were, and the number of people who are concerned about, you know, uh, where where 
they're being tracked or being traced or whatever. And yet this gives people a chance to have an identity, but it also helps us to remember that the world is getting smaller. You know, that the, the community that is now the global community, it's not just the people in your neighborhood. And you could have that like-minded ministry with people all over the world through something as basic as WhatsApp, which is, uh, I, I just, I, I shake my head every time I hear about, oh yeah, here's a platform that's got 3 billion people on it or whatever. It's like, well, yeah. of course it does, right? You know, I mean, yeah. how many how many billion people are there in the world? And yet, you know, sometimes we get excited, hey, this record sold 100,000 copies or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it, it just goes to show you that in God's economy, the blessing is not so much how much we can connect the numbers to, but what, where he takes it is exceedingly abundantly far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. Yeah, and we've talked, when, whenever we talk increasingly, we refer to this phrase that I picked up from Dr. McGee about just fling the seed. That's yep. really, if somebody says, what is through the Bible? It's just, we fling the seed, but we're flinging the whole, all 66 books of the seed you know we're i mean everybody's out there preaching and that's great we're we're we love the fact that there's awesome ministries giving out sermons and teaching and we all of it is needed but Mm -hmm. our calling is to systematically give the seed of every one of the 66 books of the bible and uh and and the impact of that is so so powerful so uh here's another one lynette from kenya these most of these responses are just the english that I'm going to share today. I'm looking at my notes, uh, but we have other responses that come in from Tamil and Arabic that are very powerful. But these these are just a, a snapshot of what this is. Doctor McGee being heard, and we just heard from Sierra Leone. Now let's uh, let's listen to Lynette from Kenya. She says Pastor McGee helped her love God's word after she had lost interest in opening the Bible. Hmm. She shares, but now I am happy, always waiting eagerly to go step by step with you. God bless you so much. And, you know, human nature, this is what I love about the world. And we've talked about this. As I travel the world, I realize we are a lot more alike than we are different. Yes. You know, we yes. have cultures and so forth, but we, we all want family. We all want laughter. We all want to enjoy good food and and the pleasures of life and you know the people are people even though cultures are very very different and Lynette is like a lot of us God's word sometimes you need a little help otherwise you feel like I really don't want to open the Bible I'm not sure where to go I'm not sure what to study I'm not really getting anything out of it and she says I'm happy and eager to go step by step I love that. Beautiful words there of encouragement shared by Greg Harris today here on The Bottom Line Show. Greg is the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is where you find them online. And I encourage you to make a financial contribution if the ministry of Dr. McGee has, in fact, impacted you. And I'm going to go old school and give you the phone number. I mean, you can do that online. You can do it through a variety of different means. But if you call 865-BIBLE, and you can remember that number, you can give a gift in support not only of this ministry, but also the different applications, the different platforms that Through the Bible is inhabiting to take the whole word to the whole world. 865-BIBLE is the number to call. I encourage you to make a tax-deductible donation to Through the Bible today. Okay. Now, Greg would never do that. That they don't. They <laughs> don't do right. fundraising. He's sitting here yeah. in disbelief, saying, "Wait, I, what are you? What? What are these words you're sharing yeah. here on the radio?" I'm but, just plugging my ears. You yeah, know, it's just a, it's all right. just just a yeah. friendly reminder. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, Doctor McGee does do what you just did, which is fine, and remind people we are totally listener supported. 
And, uh, and, and we do, of course, need people to give. When we say we don't fundraise, we don't send out letters appealing for money and saying, we'll go off the air if this doesn't happen. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, we don't do the traditional means of fundraising. And that's the way God has honored it, and we're grateful. So yeah. thank Amen you. Amen to that. Roger. Okay, we'll yeah. take a quick break. When we come back, more fascinating communiques coming through the WhatsApp app and the Through the Bible ministry. That's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to the special monthly conversation here on The Bottom Line Show featuring yours truly, Roger Marsh, the host of The Bottom Line, and Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. And as they used to say when we were growing up, check your local listings for the day and time that Through the Bible is on. <laughs> but that's because yeah. what? how many hundreds of releases do you have every day, Greg? I mean, for terrestrial well, radio? Uh, well, when you, you take into account what we do here in North America and around the world, it's over 3,000 in a single day. Right. Right. Yeah. So you really do need to check your local listings yeah, and yeah, make sure, right. you know, safe to say it's morning, noon and night, but uh, you can figure that out for yourself. We were talking earlier in this conversation, Greg, about the WhatsApp app mm-hmm. and the small groups that are coming out of that and the fact that you are being more intentional, more strategic in terms of utilizing this technology. Uh, talk about why this is important. I mean, there are many people that say, well, didn't you just say Dr. McGee says, fling the seed and let it go. So why do you need to be that strategic? I mean, don't people just pick this thing up and take it somewhere? Talk about what the decisions you make to say, let's shepherd this as well yeah, as stewarding it. Well, it's a, it's an important question. And uh, and the way that we try to address it is if, if the mandate is the whole word to the whole world and fling the just fling the seed out there. And, and that's of course rooted in the parable of the sower, or actually many people, and I know you're a pastor and you teach the Bible, call it the parable of the soils, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's really about the four soils. And, and when I share letters, it's normally not always, but normally the letters uh, and responses, I should say, because they're not all letters. These will be texts that I'm going to mm-hmm. read to you are are that fourth soil, the 30, 60, 100 fold where it, it's good soil. And that our job then to answer your question is to think of how many ways can we fling the seed out there uh, cost effectively and radio remains an extremely an excellent cost-effective way, but WhatsApp is also, it's a very, very inexpensive thing that we're doing, uh, and the impact uh, is incredible. In fact, I have a, a letter, this is one of the greatest names, I think, I, you know, I've read, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of letters. Uh, I wish my parents had named me this. This, this is a pastor in Zimbabwe named Clever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have that name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Clever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, or I don't know, maybe people say, no, you're not. <laughs> um, but Clever is a pastor. And this, and again, such such an important part of the ministry through the Bible is ministry to pastors. So this yep. is kind of long, but let's go through this. And uh, he says, uh the book of Second Peter, like the other studies by Dr. McGee, really impacted me and my ministry, especially when your spirit is uplifted and empowered through God's revelation. I rediscovered myself spiritually in him by knowing how I am perceived by God and what he has made me to become. Now, let's just stop there. The, the letter goes on. But, I mean, Roger, just think about this is a, a man, a pastor in Zimbabwe Chances are he can't afford to go to seminary. Right. You know, chances are maybe he has internet access. Uh, I mean, obviously he's got a phone, but you know, he, this man is being 
he's trying to be a shepherd to others. And Dr. McGee has helped him rediscover who he is, how, how God sees him and what God made him to become. I mean, mm. that, you know, that's a lot of theology in that. Yeah, there certainly is. And it's amazing not to take anything away, of course, from the formalized training uh, that folks you, like you and I have had. Mm-hmm. But when you see where the world is going right now, and especially in terms of this, uh, you use the term, I think, syncretism or syncretic, you know, where people yeah. are, it's, it's a buffet. You know, they're, they're, what are the good parts of Hinduism and the good <laughs> parts of, you know, whatever? I'll just take all the good parts. And, and next thing you know, I mean, I don't know about you, Greg, but whenever I hear that term, the first thing I think of is, okay, so basically your sermon notes look like a ransom note, you know, because you've got yeah. all these different things coming at you. And how do you get to the one true God if you've got 300 million other gods whispering in your ear, That which is a real problem for a lot of people who are now discovering the word of truth, the voice of truth, and the teaching of Dr. McGee and you know, different voices, different languages, but then using utilizing an app like WhatsApp. It's just, it's an amazing platform to see how many more people are, are benefiting from it. It is. And so this, once again, we're, we're listening to a letter from a pastor in Zimbabwe who is getting every day a di- a, the, the through the Bible teaching. It's just like a radio program, except you don't have to be there at the specific time. You right. open up your WhatsApp and today's teaching is, is there for you. Mm-hmm. This pastor named Clever has started... <laughs> talking about the transformation, and he goes on. I feel empowered by the teaching of Dr. McGee, especially when he taught on 2 Peter 1. Wow, I was made to know that I can partake of God through knowledge of him. I'm prioritizing living to know God for me to serve effectively. God is revealed in his word, and it is the source of the knowledge I need to know him, the kind of knowledge one requires to serve him effectively. As a pastor, I feel so confident having received knowledge through Dr. McGee. It is exciting to rediscover oneself in the Word of God and learn who he is and what he has purposed with my life. God continue to bless this ministry. Amen. <laughs> mm, mm, I love that. Well, and there's nothing clever about that. I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. just that's just straight ahead. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to see how that uh, has impacted him and knowing that hundreds of people now are going to be impacted by the teaching of this man who's been reinforced by the teaching of Dr. McGee, who preached these sermons in 1975. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it, God really messes with our heads in terms of the finite nature of the way we live life here, but the infinite nature of the way God expresses himself. Uh, Greg Harris is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Greg, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is where you find them online. Of course, the Through the Bible app is available wherever you get your apps. And we're talking about this new platform for the Through the Bible ministry called WhatsApp. Maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. But literally billions of people worldwide are benefiting from this application as it uh, Shorten is known as app. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, some final thoughts. I know Greg has a another letter or two to share with us, or or, or an email, or a text, or a, what was it? Uh, I remember Vin Scully on a Dodger game one time trying to explain Twitter, and he said, "I was I'm posting something here, and I go, I guess I twitted." Wait, are, are they called twits? I don't. It's called Twitter, and so I, I don't I don't know what we call the WhatsApp posts, but I mean they're, they're just texts or voicemails or whatever they are. But we'll, we'll get more into that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. 
Hey, Roger Marsh here with a special announcement for our friends at Preborn. This Sunday, December 31st, is the end of the year. It's also the end of the calendar year. It's also the last chance you have to make a tax-deductible donation to Preborn to support the ministry of providing free ultrasounds for women who are expecting and not quite sure what their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, your $28 donation provides an ultrasound visit and also will be doubled, so that's worth $56. If you make a $15,000 donation right now, which is a great thing to do if you have the means. It's a great tax deduction for you. It provides one ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic right here in the Southland. But also, since the gift is doubled, your one ultrasound machine becomes two. But you have to act before midnight, December 31st. Give a gift online at kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Click on the preborn banner that you find right there. It doesn't take more than a minute to make the donation that way. Or give them a call, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. 850-B-A-B-Y. That's 833-850-2229. Preborn is the best pro-life ministry I've come across in years. The preborn ultrasound technology is life-changing and life-saving. Give a gift today. Welcome back to this special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, our final Tuesday edition of the program for the year. And uh, my thanks again to Pastor Alexander Pagani for joining me to talk about his outstanding book, The Secrets to Generational Curses, Break the Stronghold in the Bloodline. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. You've got a couple minutes left to call in at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, not, not only are we you know, talking about those generational curses, but um, the, uh, the ministry of Through the Bible, the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee is so powerful, and Greg Harris, their uh, president and CEO, is with me in studio for our, our monthly visit. We've got uh, a couple moments left in our conversation with Greg. He's going to hang on through the end of the break uh, to, uh, to talk about this uh, with us. But one of the things I appreciate about Through the Bible's ministry is, well, actually two things. First, they teach through the Bible. They do what they say, say what they mean, mean what they say. Uh, that's, you know, and it's important to be on, on task here. Dr. McGee started teaching through the Bible back in the 50s and 60s. They first did the recordings for Through the Bible. They'd gone through it a couple of times. I think the second time through was from 1975 to 1980. And that five-year stretch is what you hear every day on terrestrial radio, on the Through the Bible app. You hear it all over the world. It's been translated into 150-plus languages. Um, they're doing video, they're doing curriculum in homes. It's just truly remarkable what grew out of a pastor from a Church of the Open Door in Los Angeles just preaching from the pulpit and being faithful to God. And people supported it financially. Starting in 1981, they tried to do another version of it and it just wasn't clicking. And Dr. McGee said, no, let's stay with the one that we have. And then as he got cancer, I believe, and his life began to cut short here on earth, he told his board, well, just keep playing the tapes until the money runs out. And that was, what, 1989 or something? Dr. McGee's ministry now on Through the Bible has actually outpaced his ministry when he was in the pulpit. He's been doing this longer than that. Um, if you like the ministry of Through the Bible, and I know you do, I appreciate you letting us know. You let us know because you support the ministry and the ministry that is able to underwrite the time that they use on air every day. As a matter of fact, for our KBright listeners, uh, KBRT consistently ranks in the top five in terms of the return 
on you know, there's a cost involved for the ministry to pay to buy the time but then the donations that come in more than outstrip that here at the end of the year i can't stress enough how important it is to make a contribution to the ministries that matter to you uh, you hear these programs on the air every day and they benefit you spiritually, why not make a year-end donation to Through the Bible? You can go to ttb.org, and I'll bring this up because I like to tease Greg about this. They don't have a fundraising team at Through the Bible. They don't have a development team, as we like to call it, or an advancement team. They just trust God, and God has blessed them exceedingly abundantly, far beyond what they could ever ask or imagine. But I don't mind asking you, to make a donation. If you've benefited from that ministry, you can make a tax-deductible donation right now online at ttb.org, or you can go to the phones at 800-65-BIBLE, 800-652-4253, and uh, you could also email info at ttb.org. Make your best year-end contribution. If you're doing estate planning, kind of shoring up those things as you move into those final, uh, we like to call them stadium laps in our family because we like distance running. And so, you know, as you get down toward the, you're running the race with perseverance in front of the great cloud of witnesses. If you're running a marathon, the final lap of the marathon is typically in the stadium where you kind of come in one entry, you run around the track and then you cross the finish line. So if you're a stadium lap Christian right now, or your family is, uh, consider through the Bible in your estate planning as well. Uh, they can tell you how to do that, or Dennis Wilson can tell you how to do that at 800-696-9970. But, but be intentional. Uh, the times are very strategic right now, and it's so crucial that we as Christians live strategically as well, not frivolously, not carelessly. 865-BIBLE is the number to get through to through the Bible. 800-652-4253. Let them know that you hear through the Bible, wherever, whichever bottom line show station you're listening to that carries through the Bible. And I'm pretty sure they're on every one of our Crawford stations. So let them know you heard this and that you are willing to stand in the gap and support them. For our KCBC audience, this is uh, the end of today's program, but Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. We'll hope you'll join us again tomorrow. You'll hear the conclusion of Greg Harris's interview tonight on Bottom Line Show Extra at 7 p.m. For those who remain on the network, a final exhortation from the president and CEO of Through the Bible, Greg Harris, uh, as he talks about plans for 2024, uh, what the Lord has in store for them. He is one of the busiest guys I know. As a matter of fact, we have scheduled our January conversation, I think, for early in the month because he's going to be traveling again. <laughs> so, but that's okay. There but for the grace of God. We're so grateful that he's able to make those treks and to grow that ministry and to see uh, you know, pet running his leg of that relay race. So uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, more of my conversation with Greg Harris, the president and CEO through the Bible Radio Network. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Greg Harris is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We have these monthly visits here on The Bottom Line Show with Greg, who is the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. And Greg, as we are winding down our time together here, we're also kind of putting the wraps on 2023 and the broadcast year here. It's been just an amazing year kind of getting back to full steam, you know, in terms of traveling and churches opening and, you know, realizing the pandemic's now an endemic. So we can kind of manage that a little differently, I think, than we have in the past. But I know that you've got some exciting new things on the new horizon, and you're also looking back on a year that was, uh, you know, very fulfilling ministry-wise. Yeah. I mean, every year we see God just do things that we didn't plan uh, or that we said yes to because it looked like he was opening a door. And then we look back and we see the incredible 
blessings. And you, you know, you personally, you, you and I, our friendship goes back a, a more than a decade now. Yeah. And, and we've often talked about the sort of the, how our paths have sort of <laughs> intertwined and, yeah. and how cool it's been to see what God has done in your life and your personal life, as well as your ministry life. And, and for me as well, um, you know, I look back and I think, wow, wow. You know, uh, television, satellite TV, digital platforms, apps, uh, and and on, on this conversation, we've been talking about just specifically one ministry, WhatsApp, more than 20,000 uh, users. And I mean users as in these are active people. They're active in the groups. And I think we have time to share this. This is a great uh, response from someone named Orak in uh, Uganda. She's her home country or he, I'm sorry, Orak, he is from Uganda, but he lives in Sudan. Uh, not an easy place to live, Sudan. Mm. And he says this, um, he knows what it is to live in a global village. Daily, he shares the broadcast with his family and friends in Uganda, Sudan, and South Sudan. Mm. And he says, greetings, my family at large. I must say thank you for taking part in the gospel, uh, sorry, in to this gospel exploration to the global village. So what he's talking about, let me stop there. This is using the app WhatsApp, which has a couple billion users around the planet. And it's like a simple texting app, but you can make phone calls on it uh, for free. You can send pictures and you can send audio files. And that's what our ministry does is they form groups of 250 people and in aggregate we have over 20,000 in these groups Love and then it. people can text each other imagine if while people were listening to us today they could be texting us real time back mm. to us and saying hey that was a good point you made or Greg you don't know what you're talking about or <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wouldn't be such a good idea but um but let me just complete this. So he's talking about it's an exploration, a gospel exploration to the global village. I like that phrase. Amen. And he says, we are able to pray about challenges in our network affecting the children of God. I have been forwarding most of these wonderful dynamic teaching by Pastor Vernon to my friends and platforms, and they have been responding to the light. We are now ready for Obadiah. Please send more. We can't afford to miss this teaching. Hmm. Wow. But would that we have that same attitude? Yeah. That just, you know, that, that, that instead of saying, okay, uh, yeah, I went to church today, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I read my Bible this week, that type of stuff, to be in the position where you, you look to a ministry like through the Bible and say, I can't afford the, to not be a part of this. I yeah. have to be. It's, it's, it's a compulsion that must be there. That must be, I mean, I, I know you handle those compliments the right way, Greg Harris, but it must be overwhelming to get a letter like that, a text like that, and be able to say, wow, this ministry is having that kind of impact, and the people who are praying for us and supporting us financially are making all that happen. God's using them to you know, facilitate that. It, it's overwhelming in a good way, and but it's also affirming, Roger. And you know, one of my goals when you and I have these conversations, I know the people listening to us, they're in their cars, they're at home, they're listening online, and, and we live in a very busy society, a very complex, our lives are full of complexity. And one of the goals I have is, is to remind myself first and all of us, you know, yes, life is complex, uh, but there's a simplicity to the word of God. And, and let's never forget the power of just systematically engaging with the word of God. And if you're getting off track in your Christian life, 
I just encourage you, whether it's through the Bible or a, a reading plan or whatever, go systematically through the Bible and it will begin to work these kinds of dynamics into your soul. Mm. Love it. Great words of wisdom from Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is where you find them online. And as we said at the outset, check your local listings for the broadcast times in your area for Through the Bible with over 3,000 daily releases. It's a, it's just, it's hard to miss on terrestrial radio, but of course the footprint of the digital world is getting even bigger every day. Uh, Greg Harris, a pleasure uh, just to hang out with you as a friend, but also as a ministry colleague. Thank you for your time today and all throughout the year here on The Bottom Line Show. It's a joy. Thanks to you and all of our friends at the Crawford Broadcasting Network. Well, thank you, sir. Happy Merry Christmas a day late. and Happy New Year from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. We are so grateful. I'm privileged. I mean, personally, selfishly, uh, I love Greg, and he's such a good man, and I, I, it, it's wonderful how our paths have continued to cross from his time at Far East Broadcasting, Transworld Radio. I think it TWRs when we first met. He had just come out of a season with Saddleback Church, and we were on the Homeward program together. And then when the bottom line started in 2011, Greg became the president and CEO of Through the Bible in 2012, and their agency said, hey, how would you like to talk to Greg Harris? I'm like, I know that guy. And uh, about... A couple of years later, we were just talking one day and I said, why don't you come in and let's do a regularly scheduled feature? Like once a month, we could do a visit. You can let our listeners know what's going on with TTB and talk about the app and all the different countries. And so Greg comes in with all of his letters and or sometimes we do this on Zoom so you can watch the video of us at myhopenow.com. But it's just a, it's a great partnership. And it's, it's lovely to see a partnership that's also a friendship, but maybe friendship first and then partnership. But the ministry through the Bible and Rob Yardley, Bob Kern, the whole board, a wonderful group of people to work with. If you have not supported through the Bible this year, well, let me start by saying, if you have supported through the Bible this year financially, thank you for doing that. If you have not yet, let me encourage you to jot down this phone number. It's easy to remember. It's 800-65-BIBLE, B-I-B-L-E. The beautiful thing about uh, what happens in uh, the ministry through the Bible is they don't ask for money ever. They provide resources, they're all free. They purchase time on commercial radio stations and then uh, just trust that God will provide the resourcing. And as Dr. McGee famously said all those years ago, just keep playing the tapes until the money runs out. Well, we haven't used tape in a long time, but there's still more money to expand and to do more things with the ministry. And Greg having a background as an MBA, but also an MDiv makes him a, a purple unicorn. He's a unique guy. And uh, Through the Bible's ministry is fantastic. 865-BIBLE is the number to call to make a tax-deductible donation to support Through the Bible here at the end of the year. 1-800-652-4253. You can call, by the way, anytime Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. And then you can call on Saturday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time as well. And if you want to make your donation toward the end of the year, remember the 30th is Saturday, the 31st is Sunday. So if you try to call through the Bible on Sunday, you may as well call Chick-fil-A because they're not going to answer either. <laughs> they take Sundays off, of course. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, I want to share with you an update about what's happening with our friends at Preborn and uh, a story that is genuinely heartbreaking and yet it is uh, indicative of the culture that we're living in, a sign of the times, and why your donation to Preborn right now is essential. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. 
So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friends. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and Happy, Happy New Year, year from, from all of us at Wilson Financial. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Greg Harris, the uh, president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Uh, sign up to you know get on the Bible bus each and every day. Of course, weekday mornings, 8.30 in the morning and uh, 12.30 p.m. on Kbright, our flagship affiliate. And then um, it's on all over KCBC, KLDC, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for the past year now, we are just entering our second year, full year of being uh, part of the the uh, ministry team of an organization called Preborn. And I can't stress enough how important. We've talked about the sanctity of human life for a long time. I remember early on before Roe versus Wade was overturned, we would ask people, what do you think, you know, when you listen to the bottom line show, what do you think? What do you think about Roger's passions and, you know, ministry and this, that, and the other thing? And overwhelmingly, people would say that we like the variety of topics that Roger covers on the bottom line show. I appreciate that. And secondly, Roger would love nothing better than for Roe versus Wade to be overturned. And I thought, well, you know, that that's true. But you heard us say here on the bottom line show for years that, the whole idea of overturning Roe versus Wade was not that that was suddenly magically going to click our heels three times and abortion would disappear in the culture. What it meant was that bad uh, constitutional precedent by the Supreme Court would be overturned and we could get back to the business at hand, which is the states have obligations, legislators have obligations. I mean, Roe versus Wade was a huge uh, judicial overreach on the 22nd of January, 1973. But what happened that made it even more insidious is the fact that there were more laws passed on the state level based on the fact that they knew that if there was a challenge to the law, there was Supreme Court precedent that would back them up. Now, what's interesting is because it had become Supreme Court mandate, if you will, no one on the federal level ever thought to try to legalize abortion. Abortion has only been legal on state levels and with a federal mandate that no one would ever challenge it if it were legalized in states. But there were eight to 10 states at a time in the U.S. that had actually made abortion illegal if Roe versus Wade were overturned. But they knew that if they passed those state laws with the Supreme Court precedent, anyone could challenge the passing of a pro-life state law. Eventually, they would have the challenge upheld because this precedent in the Supreme Court. Well, then that glorious day, the 22nd of June, 2022, or 24th of June, 2022, when the Dobbs versus Jackson case in Mississippi uh, went favorably for the state of, or for, for Dobbs, and uh, basically upheld a 15-week abortion ban. Now, let that sink in for just a moment. I have a couple of daughters who are expecting right now. One of them is 29 weeks long. One of them is 25 weeks long. Banning an abortion at 15 weeks, I've seen the ultrasounds of kids up to that point, and that is still very much a baby. The fact that the abortion lobby was in 
inflamed, incensed with the idea that you would want to limit abortions after 15 weeks was really ridiculous. The reason it was ridiculous, quite frankly, is, quite frankly, uh, we have a situation where um, they just don't want any ban on abortion. I mean, if you perfectly honest, it's a, it's a political issue. It's a political football. It's a hot button issue. This was never about the woman. It was never about her health. It was never about the baby. It was always about politics. And the left just doesn't like being told they're wrong or that they can't do anything. Progressives honestly believe that they can't progress any further. I mean, they, they, there's no end to how far they can do whatever they want to do and just call it progress. So the idea now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned really ignited the left. And we saw what happened. State after state passing these abortion laws that were, would codify it into uh, state law up until birth. California, Colorado, Michigan, Connecticut. I mean, the, the, the line was growing. At the same time, almost identically, the same number of states were passing laws banning abortion after six weeks, after a heartbeat was detected, after whatever. There's a case in Texas right now where a woman who has a child in the womb that has been diagnosed with trisomy 18, which is not a fatal disease, but it creates such a conflict. There's a young girl in England who's living with trisomy 18 right now. She's five years of age. She's on a breathing tube, on a ventilator. She goes, she's not verbal. I mean, she has a challenged life. There's no question about it. A lot of kids don't survive being born with trisomy 18. This woman sued the state of Texas saying your fetal heartbeat ban makes it impossible for me to get a, a surgical abortion here. I want one. I want something better than this for the quality of life for my daughter. And a judge in Texas said, okay, go ahead and do it. So now it's going to get tied up in court and this, that, and the other thing. But here's the thing. When it comes to abortion-type laws, what's fascinating about this to me is not so much that the laws are what they are. I mean, God allows for a temporal government. We see this in Romans 13. Basically to keep unbelieving people from killing each other. Believers have a conscience. I mean, all of us have uh, the nature of God written under our hearts. It's God's natural law. What we choose to do with that, if we are driven by the Holy Spirit and we're compelled by him to act, then I, you can see it. It's evident. There are so many people in the culture right now who know the difference between right and wrong, but their minds are so far gone. And I hope that God would renew their minds and restore them to wholeness. But while he does not, then their depravity just says, look, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I want to make the law such that I can get away with killing a baby in the womb, but if something happens and I accidentally kill someone with my car, I don't have to go to prison. You know, th those types of things. Giving that background, I love what the Ministry of Preborn does because it helps people get information. Preborn is an information-based ministry that helps women who are facing a pregnancy, either planned or unplanned, make the best decision possible for the life of the child as well as the life of the mother. The left conveniently leaves out abortion, or excuse, leaves out adoption when they're talking about abortion. If you go to a Planned Parenthood clinic, if you look at the numbers, they will cop to having performed 375,000 abortions every year, and they do 1,800 referrals for adoptions. If you go to a preborn clinic, they'll show you the ultrasound images, tell you how far along, and they'll explain all three options that you have. 
And it's interesting, when a woman is shown the ultrasound images, which the left says we can't show them that, can't show her those things because it's just too traumatic. And then when you have the uh, situation where uh, they've got the ultrasound option and then they are discussing adoption, oh, we can't talk about adoption because there just aren't enough good homes and that's too traumatizing for everybody involved. But interesting that even though you tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth about what the abortion option is and the adoption and the live birth and bring it home option is, 85% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see the ultrasound and hear what their options are choose life for the child. 85% of the time. In some parts of the country, it's even higher. And that's why I encourage you to make a year-end contribution to preborn. They have a dollar-for-dollar match in place right now. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and take your best shot. Make your best donation. Because I'll tell you, um, you know, there are bottom line show listeners who have uh, stepped up recently and make, given some significant uh, contributions. I want to thank uh, uh, Barbara and Elk Grove for making a $560 contribution recently. Also, Jared and Chula Vista, $140 donation. Let me tell you what this means. Jared's gift of $140 means that it takes typically $28 for an ultrasound appointment to be carried out with the, uh, the, the meeting at the clinic, the pregnancy test, the images are processed and developed, the counseling session gets the whole ball rolling. And it begins a relationship, quite frankly, that lasts a couple of years with this woman. It's not just a one and done, like the abortion clinic. Come in here, get an abortion, and we'll send you some birth control, and you're on your way. And if your kid wants to change gender, we'll give him hormones. I mean, that, that's in essence what they do. But because we've got a special matching gift in place between now and the end of the year, that gift is doubled. So Jared's $140 gift, which would save five babies, is now going to save 10. Barbara in Elk Grove, one of our KCBC listeners, made a $560 donation to preborn. That's substantial. 560 now is talking about, let's see, 140 for five. So 560 is 20 babies' lives. And on top of that, you add to it the double matching gift and now that's saving 40 just between jared and barbara's donations 50 more lives have been saved will you join bottom line show listeners all over the country in making these donations right now 833-850-BABY is the number to call 833-850-2229-BABY or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com click on the preborn banner and know that your gift is doubled through this sunday Sunday, December 31st, is the end of the special matching gift. If you go online on January 1st, it only counts as a regular donation. And making these donations like Jared and Barbara did means that you can include them in this year's taxes if you itemize it, if you want to take them that way. On the other side of this break, I want to share with you a story as to why the Ministry of Preborn is so important because the law is so dicey with regard to the sanctity of human life. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. 
Hey, Roger Marsh here with a special announcement for our friends at Preborn. This Sunday, December 31st, is the end of the year. It's also the end of the calendar year. It's also the last chance you have to make a tax-deductible donation to Preborn to support the ministry of providing free ultrasounds for women who are expecting and not quite sure what their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, your $28 donation provides an ultrasound visit and also will be doubled, so that's worth $56. If you make a $15,000 donation right now, which is a great thing to do if you have the means. It's a great tax deduction for you. It provides one ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic right here in the Southland. But also, since the gift is doubled, your one ultrasound machine becomes two. But you have to act before midnight, December 31st. Give a gift online at kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Click on the preborn banner that you find right there. It doesn't take more than a minute to make the donation that way. Or give them a call, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. 850-B-A-B-Y. That's 833-850-2229. Preborn is the best pro-life ministry I've come across in years. The preborn ultrasound technology is life-changing and life-saving. Give a gift today. Welcome back to the special edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, encouraging you to make a substantial donation to Preborn today at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 joined the list of the growing number of bottom line show listeners like Barbara in Elk Grove, who made a $560 donation that saves 20 kids' lives. And then with the doubling matches in place now through Sunday, that means 40 kids' lives have been saved. And also Jared in Chula Vista made a $140 donation. Uh, that means that five kids' lives will be saved, but with the match, it becomes 10. How many lives can you save? I've said before this month, my goal was to save 740 lives for the 740 AM dial position of K-Bright. But every life is valuable. Like the, uh, like the life that was discovered by uh, uh, paramedic Rachel Kelly in the basement of a home on Eggert Road in Tonawanda, which is just outside of Buffalo, New York. My colleague Neil Boron sent me this article. Early morning, October 5th, 2020, Rachel opened the lid of a black garbage can at the bottom of the stairs and inside the bar garbage can was a white plastic bag. And inside the white plastic bag was the body of a dead newborn baby boy. About an hour earlier, she and another paramedic in town and the police had visited the home for a woman in medical distress. They were told that the woman may have suffered a miscarriage. Uh, Twin City Ambulance crew transported the lady to Sisters Hospital. A short time later, doctors at the hospital called the police and said they should go back home and see, see, search for a deceased newborn. And what they found out is that Angie, Andy Wright, 32-year-old woman, is uh, accused of killing the newborn child and putting the body in a plastic bag and throwing the baby out. The baby was 38 weeks old when he was born. And the woman is accused of hitting the baby at least twice, causing skull fractures that led to the death. Now, the woman had maintained that the baby was a stillborn. However, um, they say now that the blunt force to the head was not inflicted by her, but it was actually for those who were during the delivery process. But people at the hospital said that they don't have any record of her actually showing up at the hospital for delivery, but actually going there after the child. She was experiencing a lot of bleeding. Think about this for a moment. This baby boy is born, beaten, put into a plastic bag, and dies. If this woman had chosen to go to a hospital 38 weeks pregnant, 
in the state of New York or the state of California or the state of Colorado, that child could be aborted legally. Same result for the baby boy. The only difference is if it's not considered a quote-unquote live birth, they can abort that child. You want to see something fascinating? Look at the ultrasound images of a boy at 38 weeks or a little girl at 38 weeks in the womb right before they're born. And then try to tell me that's a cluster of cells. There are people who honestly believe that the cells just kind of sit around in a big clump and as the baby's being born, the baby's put together. I kid you not. You'll never get that kind of gobbledygook at a preborn clinic. And maybe, just maybe, if you give a gift today in honor of this boy who was delivered to a woman who decided that she couldn't have the boy and pray for her too, because if she was facing a pregnancy and she didn't want to be a mother, there are at least several hundred couples in that greater Buffalo area that are trained, licensed, and ready to be, they've approved as adoptive parents. And that little boy would be, have just had celebrated his third birthday and would be happy and enjoying, hopefully, the love of Christ through a faith-based adoption organization. But this is the battle, brothers and sisters. This is the battle. The enemy speaks into the ear of a woman who has a baby and she doesn't think she can handle the child because of whatever reason. And what happens? Rather than face that responsibility, she winds up with two blunt strokes to the head of the boy and he dies. His life ends in a plastic bag in a garbage can, but right now he could be in preschool. Your gift to preborn right now keeps something like this from happening because the mom gets the intel that she needs. She finds out what her options really are. And beyond that, she hears the good news of the gospel. There are souls being saved as well as lives being preserved at preborn clinics. But we have a special year in match, and it's in place just through Sunday. Today's the 26th. Don't wait. Take advantage right now. Every dollar you donate will be doubled through preborn through the special matching gift. Give generously. $28 donation saves one child's life, and then it's doubled to two. $140 saves five, which becomes 10. A $15,000 donation, which would provide one ultrasound machine, now provides two, and it's tax deductible in this calendar year. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Or go online to kbrightradio.com. In the same way we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who came to us in the form of an infant, and whose innocence all throughout his human life paves the way for your and my redemption. May we always be mindful to stand up for the least of these, to protect and speak up for the unborn, and give them the right to speak and to be led by grace through faith to Jesus Christ. That's the good news, and that's the bottom line.